The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Mother Nature not making up his mind, its mind in Murfreesboro, but uh, nonetheless, beautiful day today. A little chilly. Um, well, we touch on a topic today, you know, with the uh, baseball uh, going through a work stoppage right now. I don't know that it's really a strike. It's just a work stoppage. But we're going to clear a lot of the stuff up that you may be wondering about. I've had a lot of people asking me, you know, what's going to happen with spring training and all that. And, hey, Michael McHenry, former Blue Raider catcher, uh, is going to be joining us today. Uh, he's now an analyst with Pit- the Pittsburgh Pirates um, TV. And... Um, uh, play again played for the Rockies and the Pirates uh, the bulk of his seven years uh, in the big leagues Michael thanks for joining us today I really appreciate you having me um kind of go back in time a little bit I guess when you made the decision to retire or your body did it for you I think it's what most a lot of athletes say your body kind of tells you when it's time um, but uh, how did you get into the to the the media aspect of of baseball well my body didn't necessarily tell me it was time it was just you know, more of a god thing i just felt like it was a right time to walk away after winning the triple a national championship and you know kind of seeing the writing on the wall that my love was still in the game but maybe it was changing as a mentor or a coach and the opportunity to be in the media kind of arised from a really dark time in 2013 when I got hurt with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I tore my meniscus in half, and they asked if I'd want to come on and uh, work for Teak while he was out of town, who was the uh, main color analyst or pre- and post-game analyst for the AT&T broadcast team. So I said, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. And then my wife kind of kicked me in the butt and said, this is a great opportunity. You should try it out. So I did, and... It was something that they remember. They went back to the tapes in 2018 when Teak retired and asked me to come in and interview, not knowing if I was going to play or not, still trying to figure that out and really praying hard about it. I went to Pittsburgh. I took the interview, and they offered me the job. And they were such great people. Monty, they just said, hey, take your time. Make the decision you know, with your family and just know that we'd love to have you and we'd love to have you as part of this family. They gave me about three months to make that decision, and you know I waited out as much as I possibly could. Besides Coach Peterson, I called the one man that I thought would say, "Michael, you need to go play." His name is Jerry Weinstein. He's he's one of my mentors, and he said, "Let me ask you one question." I said, "All right." What's that question? He goes, "Will you be mad if you're better than someone you're having to analyze?" And I said, "No, sir." And he goes, "Go take that job. You've always been a coach." So I took the job, and I've enjoyed it ever since. All right. Well, we kind of bounce around here a little bit. Of course, I had a guy got on me the other day. I had my Braves, you know, T-shirt on. He said, oh, bandwagon. <laughs> I said, bandwagon. I said, hey, I went to my first Braves game in 1969. I'm not a bandwagoner. So I said, hey, you've you, been on board for a long time. Yeah, I was like, you hadn't, you weren't even born yet, son. So um, I do want to ask you this about that Braves team. You know, obviously they made some moves that panned out, but you know they've had teams a lot better that never even never even made it to the World Series, much less won it. Was this just a team that I know chemistry is a word that gets 
bannered around all the time, but it just seemed like that was a big difference for that team when it counted. Yeah, I think I think they had a great mixture of players. You know, from from the young guys to the guys like Freddie Freeman and and Tomlin and Charlie Morton, guys that have been around the league for a long time that could come forward to those young guys. So they had a really good mix. I mean, even their their closer and Will Smith and my really good friend Tyler Matzik, who was a setup guy. You know, he had a journey to get to the big leagues that was just wild. So you kind of look at the the character on the team, the chemistry on the team and just the culture it created and the journey some of those guys had to take. I mean, it's really no surprise how well they played. It's really more impressive how they fired on all cylinders without their best player in Acuna. Uh, you know, Ozzy Albies, you know, really struggled in the World Series and it really didn't matter. The guys that needed to step up, stepped up on that given day. And it was just really cool to see because a lot of guys that just really cared about each other and they really care about winning. They went out and played the game that they loved, and they played it with everything they had. You know, the one thing in the playoffs, guys will always take the ball. That Braves team, I watched them all year long. Their bullpen wanted the ball every single chance it got, and it honestly made the difference. Michael, um, of course, a lot of people, what's going to happen with Freddie Freeman? I, you know, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, when I think of, like, Derek Jeter, he's a lifer. You know, he was meant to be a lifer for the Yankees. Um, uh, Chipper Jones with the Braves. I think Freeman falls in that same mode. Of course, right now we're not going to know because we have a work stoppage. But uh, it's still a business at the end of the day, too, isn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately, it is. I, I I love the game. It's the one thing I absolutely hate about it, though, is I think too often we lose sight that it's America's pastime. It's it's played through almost everything. The first time it really had a you know stoppage, you know, outside of businessy things was you know with COVID. You know they, they they've always been the marker of the standard to just keep fighting and just keep going. And I hope this is one fight that they don't kind of bury themselves with. Yeah, I mean certainly. I mean, I mean it is early December, but. You know, February 12th through the 16th, not that far away when the pitchers and catchers would report. Now, when we talk about a work stoppage, we know no business is being conducted. Um, now, do, when will they meet? Um, and if and maybe touch on what some of the two, some of the areas where they're going to be at odds at. So, first, you know, let me answer that Freeman question. The guy needs to be a brave, um, and, and, and I think he will be. I mean, his wife has a business there. I'm pretty sure they they have a house there, and you know that's just who they are. He's the, he's the new age Chipper Jones um, of that organization, and you know him and Chipper are really close. So I really hope that all works out, and I don't know if I will ever be able to see him in another uniform. Now with the uh, with the lockout, this was kind of writing on the wall. If you if you look back at 2020 and kind of the disaster of the zoo that happened between the ownership and the players to just get back on the field. Um, it started out with finances, then it started out with pro then the next thing was protocols. It was just always something. And at the end of the day, they've been fighting for the same things for years now. It's just now it's even more available. And what I mean by that, it's always about money, right? The green grass is grown by the green paper, and these guys won't get past it. There's so much money in the game. I know they're talking about time, time in the game. They're talking about getting butts back in the seats. But ultimately, they're making more money year after year after year, even with people not showing up to the game. Most people don't realize that. Even in the COVID year, even though some of these teams, quote-unquote, took a loss, Monty, they took a loss on the earnings. They didn't take a loss necessarily on, I guess, financially. I mean, these guys are killing it. You look at the ownerships and how much the franchises have gone up. The Pittsburgh Pirates right now, I believe, are worth $1.3 billion. The owner bought them in the early 2000s, I believe, for $220 million. So, I mean, if you think about return on investment, that's really, really good. So it's about money. It's about betting rights. It's about, you know, there's even blockchain talk. There's so many things moving around 
in this area this time around that it's going to be tough to kind of put it all together and just know that what's in the media and what's out in front, there's way more behind the scenes. There's way more not talked about. But I'll tell you the biggest concerns just kind of out in front of everything is free agency. You think about the game today. You think about Tatis. You think about Acuna. You think about the young players that are kind of highlighting the game. They want to make free agency at five years. So right now it's at six, and most guys don't get there until, you know, 29 at earliest, 30. So guys like Pools are 40, 41 years old. They're kind of falling off the marker, and the only way to sign them is 13 years, 200-something million dollars. And, you know, the last couple years of their career, they're getting paid a fortune, and they're not quite paying. They've tried to do a pay scale. They've done a bunch of different things. It just hasn't worked the way they want it to. And then they also want to take away a year of arbitration eligibility. So, no, excuse me. They want to said be three years, go down to two years for arbitration. And then they also want to do a 29-year and a half free agency marker. So if you're in the big leagues, a 29-year and a half, you're a free agent. Whether you've got one day or whether you've got five years, it doesn't matter. We're joined today by Michael McHenry, former Blue Raider catcher and big leaguer. Uh, This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. It's important to prioritize your health. I recommend getting an annual wellness exam at Low T Center. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. It's quick and easy and covered by most health insurance. And now at Low T Center, they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments. Shipped directly to your home for only $155 a month, self-pay, or covered by most insurance. Schedule your appointment online right now at LowTCenter.com. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Make yourself look 10 years younger at McCabe Vision Center. Dr. Craig McCabe. Laser procedures that get rid of brown splotches and red marks on our face look 10 years younger at McCabe Vision Center. And even scar tissue removal and stretch mark improvement look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. On Heritage Park Drive behind SunTrust Bank. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costless. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Michael McHenry, former Blue Raider catcher and Major League uh, player join us today, also an analyst with the AT&T Network with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Michael, we were talking about the uh, the work stoppage. Um, do you imagine this thing, I mean, is do you think this thing will be settled uh, by the time pitchers and catchers report, or do you fear that it's probably going to go deeper than that? Monty, let's just say I won't hold my breath. I, I I had a really bad feeling 
Um, I was a rep for two years when I was in the major leagues. And I was an alternate for I think two or three, and uh, it's a mess. I mean, I, I I say that as lightly as I possibly can, but it, it it's a mess. Uh, they're they're not very close, and you, you hate to hear that. Um, I do think it's very different than it, it is in '94. I think with COVID, I think with everything else, guys want to play. Um, and if they fight hard enough, especially the 90, 95% of the guys that really don't have that voice uh, for the union, um, they'll get back on that field. And that's what I hope happens. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's plenty of money to be thrown around. There, there, there's all these things, but at the end of the day, like we're the one sport that doesn't have a salary cap. We, we, we do a lot of things different, right? So we're, we're special, and, and they've always worked it out. They've always figured it out, and I hope and pray that, that they do it again um, because you don't get those years back. You don't get that 2020 year back where you played, you know, a half a season. You're not going to get time back if, if they let this go into spring training. And guys got hurt from 2020. Guys got hurt back in 94 when they had that stoppage. I mean, it's just there's so much more that's implicated to it. I mean, right now you think about what, what are guys doing, right? you're a major league roster player even on the 40 man you can't go to the spring training facilities you can't necessarily talk to your coaches you can't do all the things that you would normally be doing especially in the off season so if you're charlie morton with the brace he had a fractured you know leg he's not rehabbing with his trainers right now he's not even talking to them granted he's got plenty of ability to go somewhere else find other people do everything he needs to do but there's guys that just got a cup of coffee that may not have that opportunity that are trying to fight back from Tommy John, and they were relying on staying in their home city and rehabbing. Now they have to go back home, find someone else, or the team had to kind of plan for this all in all. So it's, it's just a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of things that's really weird. I mean, if you go on a website right now for the Atlanta Braves, you don't see a picture. And that's because of the rights issue. So it's a... Uh, it's going to be a fight to the finish, and um, I just hope when it's all said and done, it's it's a you know handshake and respect, and it's not a uh, punch in the face and walk away. You know, you bring up a very interesting point about those players that are injured, and you know there's there is a comfort zone there working with your own trainers uh, for sure versus somebody that you know may be just as qualified, but it's just. I would think it's that comfort zone. Yeah, and if you think about where where you're at in your career, right? If, if like I was a guy that was always, you know, relying on the people I already had in my life coming into the league. So I had a trainer in Knoxville, Charles Patron, that I worked with, and you know, I, I hit with Brett Carroll and through with Brett Carroll, and I had my people, right? So I lived in Knoxville. It was it was, it was no change for me whatsoever, whether I was with the team, a free agent, or, or whatnot. But there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's a lot of guys nowadays that live in Arizona and live in Florida, and they move there so they could, you know, go to their, you know, site, work out, whatnot, and they can't. They can't do that. And they, they got to go find a local high school. they got to go to a local college. they got to go find somewhere else to do things. A lot of these guys aren't from that area, so it's new to them. And knowing – what it's like to move all over the country, you, you hate asking. You hate just showing up and doing those type of things and, you know, having to rely on people you don't know and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, I, I think if you look at it in a positive manner as a player, you could, you know, gain some grit and resilience from it because you're having to kind of adapt and overcome just like you did in 2020. You know, when, when, you get to situations like this, you know, with collective bargaining agreements. You know, I follow baseball a lot, and, and I know there's more to it than there's a lot. There's a lot of different things that go into this. Your casual fan, the guy they're trying to keep or get or reach, all their thoughts are it's uh, it's just millionaires fighting over money with billionaires. And that's a hard, and you know, and it's a hard, it's hard to convince someone otherwise, I guess. You know what? I, I, I can't argue with that. I, I think that they need to be as transparent as possible, and they haven't been. 
Um, they've, they've been very diplomatic. They've been very political about just about all of it. And, you know, obviously I'm part of the union. Um, you know, my insurance is still through MLV. You know, I pay for it every year. I hope I don't lose it. You know, like they, that's something that I worked really hard to get. Uh, it's not something that's free for me. And it's expensive, but it's some of the best insurance on the planet. And that's a concern. I have a pension that I can think about years down the road. I made it far enough in the league and played long enough to, you know, get that going. <clears throat> I have to worry about, is that going to be there? And I've said from day one, I've never thought about it either way because it is two conglomerates with so much money and so much influence and so much power that little old Michael and most of these players, we don't have a say. We don't have anything that we could really do about it because their eyes are big and our eyes are right in front of us. So we just kind of take it one day at a time. And for the fans out there that are listening, like the players love the game and they love the fans. I mean, one of the things I miss more than anything in the entire world over the last two years is being around the fans, talking baseball, answering, you know, hard questions from fans about ownership, about players, about struggles, you know, being critiqued. It's one of my favorite things because it's the way I can learn whether it's, you know, genuine or not. It's just, it's good. And I think there's something to be said about those things when it comes to these negotiations. What do they really want? What do the fans really want? What, what do the young fans want? What do the older fans want? But don't lose those faithful, love, loving guys and, and gals that, that, that go to the games, that have season tickets, that, you know, spend that extra money that they don't have to – you know, go to, to go to the World Series game in Atlanta. You can't lose those people, and they're doing a very good job of pushing those people away fast. And I, 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 I beg everybody out there, you know, speak up and, and and tell them what you want, what you're looking for, because this game is special. And you know, a lot of people that I know got out of some very tough times at a young age by going to play some baseball, and they chased a dream, they made that dream happen. I'm one of those you know, fortunate ones. And when I look back, I don't look back at the homers. I don't look at, look back at, you know, the playoffs. I look back at the, the, the little girl that invited me back to her, her school. I, I think about the fans that I, I inspired because they came up to me. I think about my teammates. It's the, it's the little things. And I, I hope they just remember all that. We're joined today by Michael McHenry. He works with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, on the media side of things now with AT&T Network as an analyst. Uh, played baseball at middle. Was a outstanding catcher. Even played left field. I, don't, I always don't, I don't want to leave the left field out of it. You know, you're a good athlete. I appreciate it. You know what's funny about that? Coach Peterson came to my house and he sat down and said, Hey, I got one question. You know, he was always direct and a man's man. He said, look me in the eye and tell me you want to catch. And I said, Coach, that's all I want to do. He goes, good, because I was about to walk out of here with the scholarship papers. If you said, I don't want I don't want to catch, and I want to play left field or second base or third base. And I said, no, sir, I just want to catch. That's all I want to do. He goes, all right, welcome to Blue Raiders. There you go. Fair enough. It, it, didn't, take, it didn't take a week into the season I'm playing left field. <laughs> it, I never forget the, the, the funny irony in that. Definitely. No doubt about that. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will give us the Blue Raider Insider Report for today. and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. A steady fall. Traffic continues down the interstate as we check it out live on 24 E's coming in from Davidson County. Just busy when you would expect 231 over the interstate. A lot of that traffic's headed back out towards Shelbyville. Gamelberg Wine Cellar is home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check out all their flavors at Gamelberg Wine Cellar. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. <laughs> Simultaneous Scooby. It's a stereo. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Hi there, Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Layup bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Conference USA announced its 2021 Football All-Conference Award winners on Tuesday as voted on by the league's head football coaches, and Middle Tennessee had eight players honored. The Blue Raiders had three first-team selections, two on the second team, and four honorable mention picks. Safety Reed Blankenship, defensive back Quincy Riley, and returner Jalen Lane were the three Blue Raiders on the first unit. Blankenship, a senior, led the Blue Raiders with 106 total tackles to go with a career-best 10 tackles for loss, nine pass breakups, three fumble recoveries, and two forced fumbles. Blankenship, the program's all-time leader in tackles, was also a first-team pick in 2018. Riley, a redshirt freshman, is tied for second nationally with five interceptions despite playing in just eight games. Riley ended the regular season with 30 tackles, including four and a half for loss, one and a half sacks, and six pass breakups. Lane, another freshman, enters the bowl game leading the nation with a 16.9-yard punt return average and had one return for a touchdown. Lane is also the team's kickoff returner and one of the top receivers. The second team is highlighted by a pair of guys who possessed first-team numbers. Defensive end Jordan Ferguson and linebacker DQ Thomas both made the second unit. Ferguson, a Ted Hendricks Award finalist, ended the regular season with new career marks and tackles with 55, tackles for loss with 15 and a half, and sacks with eight. Also had 14 hurries, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Thomas, a senior, currently ranks as the school's all-time leader in tackles for loss with 51 and a half and is tied for third all-time in sacks with 20 and a half. He ended the regular season ranked third on the team with 81 tackles, including 15 and a half for loss, five total sacks and two interceptions, six hurries, a fumble recovery, and a forced fumble. 
Tied in Jimmy Marshall, defensive back Greg Great, offensive lineman Jordan Palmer, and kick returner Jalen Lane all earned honorable mention recognition. Marshall and the Blue Raiders led the Blue Raiders in receptions with 45 grabs for 510 yards and six touchdowns. While Great was second on the team in tackles and had three interceptions, Palmer started all 12 games at center this year. Also announced on Tuesday, the all-freshman team is voted on by the league's coaches in Middle Tennessee was represented by quarterback Nick Battiato and safety Diedrich Stanley. Battiato uh, was thrown into the fire after Chase Cunningham's injury and responded at a high level. The uh, right-hander ended the regular season, completing 92 of 136 passes. That's 68% for 777 yards and five touchdowns. Stanley played in nine games, earned one start, had 11 tackles, including a sack, an interception, two forced fumbles, and two pass breakups on the year. Also want to remind you, the uh, Blue Raider baseball team has announced their four team captains and two alternates for the 2022 season. Fausto Lopez, Zach Keenan, J.T. Mabry, and Trent Siebert were voted on by teammates to lead and represent the Blue Raiders for the 2022 season. Brian Dillingham and Mason Spears were named alternate captains for the Blue Raiders. All right, women's golf has announced uh, their spring schedule for 21-22, featuring four regular season tournaments at some of the top courses in America. The Blue Raiders will make trips to Tallahassee, Florida, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, Chattanooga, and San Antonio, Texas, before the Conference USA Championships in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. You might want to book a trip with them, and all the information is on GoBlueRaiders.com. That's it for Tuesday. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. If you're a small business owner, think about everything you need to help your business succeed. You need a plan, happy customers, steady cash flow, and an insurance agent that gets you. I'm State Farm Agent Deb Insel, and I run a small business too. I understand the unique needs of local business owners and will make it easy for you to choose the right protection at the right price. Because one thing you don't need is insurance stress. Call me, Agent Deb Insel, for your small business needs today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Michael McHenry joining us today, former Blue Raider catcher, major leaguer, spent seven years in the big leagues, mostly with Colorado and Pittsburgh, and that's where he works for now as the Pirates with AT&T Network as an analyst. Michael, let me ask you this, and you may not know much about the as much about the NFL workings as you do the MLB. The Major League Baseball, the Players' Union, it's pretty much it always stayed steadfast, did not back down. Whereas in the NFL, the owners always win. Uh, why do you think that's the case? <laughs> because they just have to worry about the business. You know, the players are, you know, like I said, 90, 90% of the players really don't have a voice. I mean, I'd even venture to say more than that. I mean, there's only a panel of guys, and there's two representatives for each team, and it's very hard to get, you know, all the players in one spot and talk. You know, the owners, there's, there's an ownership group, but there's probably a main voice, and there's 30 of them. And most of them have one agenda, and that's, you know, to create more revenue, to, to create a better business, that bigger ROI, and how can we expand and grow our business. 
So when you think about it like that, it, it's it's tough. And you know, a lot of times the players' union is at a disadvantage now, especially since they lost Mike Weiner, the guy that was ahead, and Tony Clark took the lead. Tony Clark's an amazing human being. He's a former player. Mike Weiner was not. So they had a balance between those two, and you know that that that's a huge miss that we have right now because. You know, Mike Weiner could see it as a business strategist, a guy that was an elite mind, and he didn't play the game. He loved the game. And Tony Clark looks at it as a great mind, a businessman, but a player. And he's, he's always going to be a player, and that has to be hard to balance because he always falls back. And he, he's back in the times where he remembers the work stoppage. He remembers all those things, and it's so near and dear to his heart. But let me tell you right now, Monty, that's not the case now. Guys don't dig into the history. They don't understand how it started and why and who you know, got all this awesome benefit from insurance, from uh, the um, pensions to all these things, free agency, uh, arbitration. You know, the pay scale really grew really fast. They don't know the history. When I was a young player in spring training, we, we had to learn it. We had to understand it. These guys haven't even had meetings the last two years. So they're at a huge disadvantage of understanding and, and fight because the owners had one agenda over the last couple of years, and that's to get ready for this. The players have been a little bit more at a disadvantage with COVID and everything else because they haven't been together. They haven't been meeting. They haven't you know, heard those stories. So all these young guys that are coming up, they don't know the significance except that they're not playing. But they just did that two years ago. So they know that they just had to sit back and wait and something happened. My fear is that's exactly what they're going to do again. The commissioner recently came out and said that what the players are wanting is only going to cripple the small market teams even more than they are now. What's the basis of him saying that, you think? Well, I, I think he's full of crap, to be honest. I mean, you look at the <laughs> right? Um, I mean, Tampa Bay didn't spend that much money and they won the AL East and they've been in the playoffs. They were in the World Series. Where there's a will, there's a way. That's the thing about the game. Yes. Do the Yankees have an advantage? Yes. Do the Dodgers have an advantage? Yes. But who won the World Series? Who had a lower payroll? Who had some of their best players hurt? Right? There's always going to be grit, tenacity, and resilience in this game that you can't really understand. You know, you look at uh, North Carolina State last year. They made it to the World Series. They were the underdogs, right? They had fight, they had resilience, they had grit. So baseball is a little bit different. The NFL, I mean, you're talking about superhumans that get drafted. If you get a first-round draft pick, he's a big difference than, you know, that seventh-round draft pick. Well, Paul Goldschmidt was a 13th-round draft pick. You know, Mike Piazza was a 60th-round draft pick. So they've already, you know, cut some of this stuff out. They're down to 20 rounds, and, you know, they're controlling the narrative a lot differently uh, as an ownership group because they're into college and they have that new college prospect league and they're in the independent ball. They're changing the rules. They're doing a lot of different things. They have their hands in just about everything. So it's just a wild, you know, thought when you think about, yes, are the smaller markets at a disadvantage? Absolutely. Should there probably be a floor? Yeah, I, I really do think there should be a floor. But if, if the Dodgers want to spend $300 million and give the Pirates in Tampa Bay a huge amount of money to better their team, then like the, the, the ownership at Tampa and the Pirates aren't going to argue. They're getting $25, $30, 40000000 million before the season starts. Well, the Pirates' payroll right now is $38 million. So if they get a check through the, the, the um, licensing agreement from the tax that they have to pay, then so be it. They just paid their entire payroll. Now they get $44 million or so from their TV to spend extra. If they have $85, $90 million before they even start the year, gates don't open to, to play with. That's that's a lot of money to, to go out and get a good team, especially for developing a good team. And I, I think if there's a will, there's a way. And in this game, you can figure it out. But I think – to say that that's the biggest thing is the players are playing it, it's both. They just need to find a common ground that works and make it very competitive. 
as competitive as it possibly can be. So, Again, we're joined by Michael McHenry. Uh, we'll take our final break and be right back. Traffic's horrendous when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. A steady fall. Traffic continues down the interstate as we check it out live on 24 E's coming in from Davidson County. Just busy when you would expect 231 over the interstate. A lot of that traffic's headed back out towards Shelbyville. Gamelberg Wine Cellar is home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check out all their flavors at GamelbergWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at SirPizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Michael McHenry's been joining us today, former Blue Raider catcher. Uh, one year left fielder. We don't want to forget that again. Um <laughs> And uh, he's a color analyst with AT&T, AT&T Network with the Pittsburgh Pirates, having played about seven years in the big leagues. Um, Michael, we saw a couple new things this year that they, they tinkered with. Uh, we'll start with the bullpen um, deal where you bring somebody in. He's got to what pitch to three batters or get three outs. Um, how did you think that worked? Uh, I think it worked well. And just just know that every rule – always has a workaround and these guys these guys seem to figure it out real fast so you know those guys that you think about the guy in uh san fran side armor gave it almost off the ground you know i was worried about guys that you know were very different you know the side armors the lefty specialists the, the, the sinker ballers to the right I, I thought those guys were going to kind of whistle like whistle out of the game and they they didn't they they adapted they did some things different the coaches and pitching uh, staffs did a really good job of kind of maneuvering around things, bringing them in to finish an inning. You know, if they do that, they can ultimately go out of the game. So, like, they, they did a lot of creative things, and I, I did like that rule. I really like that rule. I think it's a, uh, it's a quality rule, and um, I, I, I guess the only time I would, I would hate it is the guy's just getting absolutely crushed. Um, and it happened a couple times, and they went out and it was an injury. And that's how they got him out of the game. So they, they always find a workaround, and I, I don't think that'll ever change. But you know, adapting to stuff like that is, is fine. But it should always be about protecting the health of the players. And if the guy's out there for 40 pitches, you know, because Freddie Freeman thought off 27, and the next guy walks, the next guy hits a homer, you know, and he has you know 40 pitches, and he gave up. You know, three runs, he knew he didn't have it. That's, that's always tough for me. Yeah, it's, Joe, it's funny you brought up they would dap because I remember 
when they when they enacted this rule, I was like, well, Tony Fossus wouldn't survive this game uh, this year because he pitched forever as just a left lefty specialist against left-handers. So, but you're right, they did adapt. Um, l- let me ask you about this one: the the putting the runner at second base. Um, if go. after nine innings, it drove go ahead. it drove me nuts, and I, and I'm sure the the stats are are probably p- pretty equal. But it seemed like the home team won every time that I watched the game, anyway. So this year, I think the home did, home team did have the advantage. Believe it or not, the year prior when they first uh, enacted that rule, the visiting team won most like won the percentage of time is like sixty percent. I can't remember exactly, but. Um, I didn't really mind that rule as long as it didn't reflect on the player's stats. You know, it's not fair that a guy starts in second base and he's going to earn a run for it. So they didn't do that, and I thought that was a good thing. So, yeah, I don't really mind that because the reason behind it being a guy that's played a couple 19-inning games, uh, it, it it's a wear and tear on the pitchers more than anything else. I mean, yeah, I, I got beat up in those games, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's the pitchers that, you know, have to throw on – you know, their fourth day, and that's just not common. So, yeah, I, I get it to protect them. I, I also think that they could shut it down after 11 innings, 12 innings, and have ties like soccer. I know that would drive people nuts, and then just drop the ties, you know, in the playoffs. Um, there's a lot of things they could do there. I also think they could implement a, uh, a mercy rule, like eight or ten runs after seven, the beer stops selling, the game's done, right? It, it, it seems smart. I, I do enjoy watching a good pitcher from a shortstop coming in the game or something like that. I think it's always hilarious. But, you know, you, you want to think about how can we protect these guys. There's more injuries than ever before, and it, it increases every single year. So being very productive of how are we going to keep these guys on the field, what can we do better to keep them on the field? And if you're an owner, that would be 100% my number one concern right now is how can I get these guys to stay on the field constantly and how can I protect them because that's my biggest investment. If Freddie Freeman goes down, you know, he's a star player. He's an all-star. He's a fan favorite. He's the face of the franchise. How can I keep that guy on the field, period? If, if, if I can do that better, that return's going to get better. You know, fans are going to be there to, to see guys like Freddie Freeman and, and Acuna and up in uh, Pittsburgh, Brian Reynolds, and, and these guys that – play the game the right way they do things that are very special and if you can keep them on the field that's that's where the the real money lies i think for both parties and along those lines worry about keeping it healthy i mean let's face it in baseball uh some teams just don't like one another and i think the <laughs> padres and dodgers this year they get into it the first first game of the year i'm like guys y'all gonna have to do this 18 more times now um <laughs> do, the owner's gotta just shiver when the when the bench is empty because you're yeah, worried, I, I worried about somebody getting hurt. I always thought it'd be great if they did a penalty box you know have an eight-man eight defense and if, if if they get in a fight whoever started the fight you have a power play um but like you know that would be funny if you did say say they the players want less games right but they want the same amount of money what if they compromised and did 142 and then 20 games a year out of the 162 are, are fun, right? They, they, they do stuff like that where if, if something happens, it's a power play. And maybe you have a fan inning where, where he can pick the pinch hitter. You do some things that are just kind of outside the box, exhibition style, but it has to have some type of you know, implications so that they go out and compete, whether it's you know, a home field advantage or an extra game at home or – whatever it is, I think that'd be a compromise. And maybe the players get an extra, you know, incentive to play in those games because that's the thing. And then if a Freddie Freeman or somebody wants to take that day off to get some rest, so be it. Bring up the superstar kid that doesn't start his clock and let him play. You know, like, there's a lot of things they can do for the fans, for the, for the like, thrill and joy of the game that – you know, would be really cool. Like when they played that Field of Dreams game, I thought that was one of the coolest things they've done in a long time. They played on the ship, the Navy ship. I thought that was really cool watching Stanton hit balls all the way to Australia. I mean, it's just it's just stuff like that that, you know, I think bring the fan experience to another level. 
and I think players can get on board with doing some fun stuff, you know, outside and you know having the compromise where hey, Anthony Rizzo needs a day off. He's beat up. He plays every single day. You know, he wants 142. Okay, he'll play 142. And then maybe he doesn't want to play those exhibition games, but maybe he would. You don't know until you try. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, before we let you go, the designated hitter, is it going to be um, part of both leagues? Unfortunately, I think it will. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, though. So what I mean by that is I don't think it's necessarily just going to be thrown all in. I think it'll be kind of a, a, a tier system. I don't know that for sure, but, you know, they, they seem to like to kind of put their toe in the water with, with some of these rule changes. So I'm thinking maybe <clears> – <throat> They they do it to a certain extent. I, I don't really know how they're going to do it. Maybe it's the, the, the five innings, right? So the, they, they get a DH for the starter, and then once the bullpen comes in, they, they have to do pinch hitting. And I, I kind of like that rule. I don't mind that rule. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I get that if you, if you can get a Nelson Cruz or, you know, Josh Bell's a guy that, you know, will be able to hit until he's 40. Those guys, you want you want to see them hit. You want to see them, you know, go deep. But then again, they start deading the balls, and you're like, why are you deading the balls? Homers, you know, put butts in the seats, and like Glavin and Maddox said in that commercial in the 90s, chicks dig, dig the long ball. So, you know, it's just there's so many things that kind of are controversial, and they kind of go back and forth on. So I do think the DH is going to be there. I do think it's going to uh, be good for the fans. Uh, I hate it because the strategy of the game goes away a lot, but you know, that's where you could, you know, have some exhibitions and do some things differently. But we're just gonna have to wait and see. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be the roller coaster ride, I think, of uh, emotions. You know, because if they say they're not close, that means they're miles apart. You know, like oh, we're close, we're close. Um, so you just gotta kind of wait and see and hope for the best and prepare for the worst. All right, Michael. I uh, appreciate you joining us as always, and uh, um, hope you're in the booth on opening day, um, the day it's supposed to be opening day. <laughs> if I'm not, we'll play some wiffle ball or something. There we go. Appreciate we'll, we'll, you. We'll get some baseball going somewhere, somehow, and uh, ha- have some fun. And remember that it is a game and that we're very fortunate, you know, to be on this earth, to take a deep breath, and enjoy life. So we should uh, start enjoying it a lot more and uh, count our blessings, whether you know, you're know you a Major League Baseball player and owner, a billionaire and a millionaire, or if you're just just your common town folk that work hard every single day and your Major League Baseball is going to teach every day. You know, we're, we're all fortunate just to you know, wake up and, and do the things that we enjoy and you know, serve others. And I, I hope that Major League Baseball and the players serve their community and serve you know, the fan base the right way well said michael appreciate it again we'll talk to you soon all right appreciate you thank you god bless that's michael McHenry joining us today on all sports talk that'll do it for today andy herzer joins me tomorrow we'll talk to you then all sports talk on news radio wgns has been brought to you by state farm agents andy womack bud morris and deb ensel chip walters with exit realty bob lamb and associates first bank mike tanzel with my team insurance parks auction company Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.